This episode of Hit the Ground Running is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. I'm Christina Royster. And I'm Yasmin Gagne. And you're listening to Hit the Ground Running, a fast company podcast where we help young professionals uncover how to make it in the ever-changing world of work. On today's episode, we talk about college degrees. Are they worth it anymore? We also speak with Inc. Magazine Director of Photography, Ernie Montero, about building a successful career without a college degree. So, yes, have you ever thought about going back to school? I have, but not for anything super useful. I just, uh, <laughs> I really like to learn. Sorry, I sound like a loser. Um, <laughs> what about you? Well, I have been toying with the idea, but I just really don't like school. <laughs> I just don't like homework. I don't like reading. I know that sounds awful. <laughs> that makes me sound so uneducated, but I feel like I did my time. I did my four years. I got my bachelor's. And now I don't even know if it's necessary anymore to level up and get another degree, especially in the media entertainment space. I'm not really sure if it's worth it, but um, I don't know. Have you ever just felt like recently a master's degree is almost like a bachelor's degree? I feel like everybody yeah. is getting one now. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. There's kind of like that element of comparison and competition where I see other people doing it. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should go back to school. And I know a lot of also use school to get out of repaying their loans. They just go back to school. <laughs> but I personally... And then I have to repay more later. Yes. <laughs> I personally am not looking forward to that. But I mean, there are some pros to having a college degree besides education. Can you think of any pros? What are you talking about? No, there are no pros. No, I mean, to getting, to getting a master's right now? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, first of all, okay, can you imagine taking a multiple choice t test again? Like, literally, can you imagine sitting for the GMAT? Just that alone is like a, is like a deal breaker for me, right? Yes. I, I don't think I can sit down and take a test anymore. No. Can I write a paper? Or write paper. I can yeah. write a paper. I write for a living. For listeners who don't know, I, I, I'm, in fact, a writer at Fast Company, and that's mostly what I do. But everything else, like memorizing stuff, doing any amount of math is just not, <laughs> I don't know, it's not a thing. But I do think a lot of people are going back to school for master's. Um, yeah. And especially I think we saw after the financial crisis in 2008 when the job market was so bad, a lot of people just decided to go back to school. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's different if you're going for a professional degree. So if you're doing a business degree or a law degree, obviously that's something that can get you a different job. So, you know, I couldn't become a lawyer right now. Or if you were in business and wanted to switch, you know, if you're in banking and wanted to get that private equity bag, maybe going to business school makes sense. But mm -hmm. a sort of standard master's doesn't make that much sense to me for me. That said, I think learning new skills is good, right? Wouldn't you take a class just to learn something else? Yeah. I would say that I'm more interested in upskilling rather than completely going back to school and getting another degree because I just feel like there's so many opportunities out here that are a lot cheaper or even free. You know, um, when I was in New York, I used to go to a lot of what's what's that place called? General Assembly. I used to go to a lot of General Assembly events and they always have free workshops and things of that nature. And I just feel like why pay to get a whole nother degree when there are so many other opportunities out here where you can learn and upskill without having to shell out all that money. I mean, we have Udemy and Skillshare and Masterclass. There's just so many other opportunities. But I mean, there are some pros to having a college degree. 
Uh, my notes here say that apparently living longer is a pro to having a college degree. A you mean a so, four-year so, undergrad degree. So you're not yes, talking yes. about a graduate degree. A um, Bloomberg study said that in the U.S., a four-year degree is increasingly a talisman against deaths related to suicide and economic hardship. So I can see that. I feel like when you do have a degree, <laughs> you're like, I, I feel healthier. Yeah. I feel like when you have a four-year degree, it does kind of give you a leg up. But again, we've seen that it's not truly necessary. I mean, look at Jay-Z. He became a billionaire without a degree. So Okay. I don't think I don't think we can hold up Jay-Z yeah. as like a, a normal example, yeah. right? Because <laughs> that is a one in a million. <laughs> not all of us can be Jay-Z. Yeah. Not all of us can rap <laughs> as we know, Christina. Yeah. Based on your previous wrap on the bonus episode. Um, do you think a four-year college degree has helped you in your career? Do you think you could have gone straight into this job without it? Totally. No, I feel like if I did not have that degree on my resume, I would have been overlooked for a lot of opportunities. I mean, in the media industry, it's hit or miss. I've definitely, it is possible. And we're going to actually hear from Ernie today about how she worked her way up into Inc. Magazine without a college degree. But I feel like for me personally, if I didn't have that, I probably would have been overlooked just because I don't have a lot of media experience. My degree is in something completely different. My degree is in graphic design. But I think sometimes just simply having the degree, they don't even care what it, what it is. Just simply having it does help you. Yeah, I think that's fair. Not going to college was never an option for me, I think. You know, both my parents have graduate degrees and I was a huge box ticker in high school. I like wanted to go to a good college, did all the things to do it. Um, I think it was useful in terms of making me a more mature person. Yeah. Just like living alone for the first time and figuring out how to do stuff. <laughs> um, mm -hmm, and I totally. think that that's like just as valuable as the stuff I learned because frankly, I'm never reading Chaucer again. I don't think <laughs> that class has ever helped me. So yeah, that said, my notes tell me enrollment is declining. Mm, yeah. So maybe we're wrong. Well, I, I, I was going to say, you said that not going to college was never an option for you. And I kind of feel the same. It was always just naturally like, okay, after high school, I'm going to college. But some people, they don't even think that far in advance. Some people, they're just trying to graduate high school and, and get a job and they can't even, you know, open their imagination to college. But for me, my only regret is that I only applied to about seven or eight schools and they were all local. They were all in state. I didn't look outside of state because of the money factor. So I only applied to local schools and I really regret not applying to an HBCU. I feel like I was scared at that time because I grew up in an environment that was predominantly white and I wasn't really tapped into my black culture. I thought, oh, an HBCU isn't for me. I'm not going to fit in. And now as an adult, I wish that I did at least apply and see what happened because HBCUs still are very valuable and very important to my culture. And I feel like I could have gotten a whole different experience because my undergraduate experience wasn't all that fun. I feel like I made the most of it. <laughs> it was a small private PWI. And, you know, I had fun. Um, fun fact, I was the D1 soccer team manager at my college. What? <laughs> Why? Never played soccer before. Never, ever played soccer. Were you just like washing uniforms and stuff? I didn't have to wash the uniforms, but I did have to handle the equipment. 
record the games. That's such a thankless job, Christina. You got conned. <laughs> yes. Somebody conned you into that job. I think I made my 725. This was my work study job. So like freshman year, that was the first job I got on campus. And I did it all four years. And if I didn't have that experience with the soccer team, I probably would not have enjoyed college at all. Because as you said, when you're 18, 19 years old, nobody's really there for the learning. I'm there for the for the fun. And I, I definitely made the most out of it. And I think that, as you said, college is more than the degree. It's about networking. It's about building friendships. I still talk to people from college now, and I've been invited back to some of my college classes to talk about my job at Fast Company. So in that regard, I feel like I definitely increased my network by going to college and getting a degree. Well, next up, we're going to talk um, to Ernie Montero, who is um, the art director at Inc. Magazine. And I'm guessing that Ernie was not as much of a dumbass as <laughs> I was at 18 and figured out how to make it work for herself. Yes, I can't wait to hear from Ernie. This episode of Hit the Ground Running is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. Hi, Ernie. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, guys. Hi, hi. So we are talking all about college, college degrees. Do I even need one? Is it imperative for my career? And only a couple months ago, I learned that you actually got started in the media industry without a college degree. So can you just walk us through that decision? Or maybe it wasn't a decision. Maybe you were kind of forced into work. (laughs) So let us know how you got started. (laughs) Forced into work sounds like she's in a sweatshop, Christina. (laughs) No, I just mean like, (laughs) we were just saying like some people don't have that luxury of going to college and shelling out all that money. So I wanted to know if you made that decision on your own or if your circumstances kind of decided for you. So I did go to college for about two years. I went to UMass Amherst right out of high school. I just kind of wanted to get away from home. You know, even though I grew up in the city, it was still pretty sheltered and college was just like a big culture shock to me. It was a largely like white town, also having all this freedom. I didn't really like any of my classes. I wasn't happy there. And then I had visited some friends in New York and I really liked New York. So my plan at the time was that I would leave college for a moment, move to New York, <laughs> establish residency, and then I'd go back to school. So I moved here. I didn't tell my family. I quit college, moved to New York, and then sent my family a postcard. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Ernie, what was the the postcard of? Was it like a generic Rembrandt postcard? Yeah, or like a New York postcard. And it just just like, you know, this is like pre-email. Like my family definitely didn't have email at the time. I definitely was not going to call them. Do you mind me asking where you grew up? Like where you were sending these postcards? Yeah, I grew up in Providence, Rhode Island. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So I just sent an email, like I quit college. I'm fine. I've moved to New York. Was not well received, but my family didn't support me. So there was like, you know. Nothing they could do. There was nothing they could do. Did they call you? What did they, did they send you a postcard back? Well, this was also pre-cell phone. So I definitely didn't have a phone for a while or even a landline for a while. It was just kind of like bouncing place to place. Um, But I did eventually talk to them and they were Obviously pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So when you left college, were you excited? Were you nervous? What was your plan? What did you think you were going to do? Well, I mean, I had friends who lived in New York and, you know, they had jobs at like Tower Records or any old place and they seemed to get by. And I was just like, well, you know, I think you could do that. It was like, I only have to do it for 
a year yeah. mm-hmm. till I get residency. You know, it's not going to, it'll go by super, super fast. So the first job I got was like at, I worked at Serendipity 3. That's the place with the, the chocolate thing. Frozen hot chocolate. Very big. <laughs> yeah. And the foot long hot dog. It was a very, very difficult job. Do you ever recreate those dishes at home? The foot long? Do you ever- Absolutely not. <laughs> you don't make yourself foot long hot dogs? No, I do love hot dogs, but it, it doesn't need to be a foot long. And I, <laughs> and like whenever I hear frozen hot chocolate, I just like kind of shiver within because, oh my God, you'd just be slammed and just hear these kids screaming <laughs> in the dining room for these friggin' frozen hot chocolates. So I worked there. I worked at Express. I worked at Benny's Burritos. And Benny's Burritos was probably like my last like regular job. You were a cook there? No, I worked the counter, but would yell at me because they had to pay for extra guacamole. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a stressful job actually for like a counter job. But I had a friend from high school who lived in New York and he worked at a photo agency and he got that job because his father had catered the owner's wedding in Rhode Island. The wife was from Rhode Island. And so he worked at this photo agency, just sort of most of photography worked on like these 35 millimeter slides. They were physical things and you would have to like file them into the place in a library. So when there was research, you'd go, you go find these slides. And so he would just file those slides back. And he wanted to leave his job and go back to being a waiter because he was just like, I will make more money as a waiter. Hmm. And he told me he was making $12 an hour. It was He was not, but he was making $8 an hour, which was still more than I was making at Benny's. And I was like, can you hook me up with that job? Like, oh my God, are you leaving? So he was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) So (laughs) on his last day, he didn't really tell them anything. He just like marched me in. He was like, I'm leaving. This is my friend. She'll take over my job. He didn't really give them an option or like, I didn't have like an interview. It was just sort of like, just come and take this job. So that's how I got. That's a crazy story. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) When I started working at the photo agency, they were just like, where'd you come from? Like, okay. (laughs) But they let me work there. And um, I started uh, filing slides. And from there, I started doing research because I got to know where everything was there. So if there was like a Newsweek, Time would call and they'd want like slides about from like Mount Pinatubo, the volcano there. Like I knew where everything was. So I started doing research from there. And then my research was pretty good because I, you know, I kind of had an eye already. And so the research I would do, it would get the magazine would print and that's how the agency would make money. So I started doing that. And then I started helping to edit the slides when we get the photo shoots in of events. And then I started doing like some production, helping out some of the agents and doing production and then just meeting people there. Someone who worked at the agency had a friend who was a photo director at Worth Magazine, a business magazine, and she was looking for like a junior assistant. So I got that job. And that was my first magazine job was at Worth Magazine. In your two years in college before you, you know, left to make your fortune in New York, what were you studying? (laughs) Were you studying anything to do with photography? No, I took zero art classes. I was just trying to get through like my general classes at the time. So I just, you know, took like basics. I, but I didn't take a single art class. Wow. So you were able to basically navigate your career through networking and just really learning on the job. That is so important because I often feel like I've learned more just while working than I ever did in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. And especially for photography, a lot of it is like, you know, aesthetic choices and you can go to school, but like, yeah, 
they can't teach you to like have good taste or, you know, common sense, you know, like you can only learn so much. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't a photographer, so I didn't really need to learn, you know, how to like make a print or learn those sort of technical things. And so while you've been building your career, have you ever had a desire to go back to school or ever thought like, oh, it would be different if I went back to work? Because, you know, we do have some statistic points about salary increases due to degrees and things like that. Do you ever feel like you missed out? In some ways, I mean, I think that a lot of times when I'm putting in, you know, in the when I've like applied for jobs, like where I haven't known someone and let's say you have to apply through like the system. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know this for sure, but we've also just done a story about this on Inc. I feel like the algorithm automatically like screens me out because I don't have that college degree. Mm, that's true. Yeah. And I just got my job description for Inc. And in the job description, it's like bachelor's degree in fine art or master's degree. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoops. <laughs> So I just like crossed that out. But yeah, I've never felt like I needed to go back to school. And I think if I went back to school, I would go back to school for something practical, like nursing. I think art school is a giant scam. Ooh, hot takes, (laughs) hot takes. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel for, because I work with so many people who went to very expensive like art schools and your art salary in publishing is not much. Mm. And then you've got these crippling student loans to contend with. Yeah, that's like when you graduate with $40,000 of debt and then your first job is only $45,000 salary. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. When somebody comes to you and they say, you know, maybe I don't want to go to college, what advice do you give them? I mean, just like, what do you want to do? Are you just going to like not go to school and just... I don't know, just hang out or what, Mm. you know, like, I don't think you have to go to college, but if you're just like, I want to be a tradesman, I want to be a plumber. I'm like, yeah, definitely do that because there's so much money in plumbing. Mm -hmm. You know, like, are you going to have a trade? But I don't think school is necessarily always the answer. And I think if you're going to school for, like, I can't say what a philosophy degree is worth or an English degree is worth or even a journalism degree now. It's hard to say. So, Ernie, do you think that the time period and, you know, just growing up in your generation had anything to do with your success without a college degree? Because Yaz and I are in our 20s and growing up in the 2000s, it was just college, college, college. We really didn't think that we had any other opportunity. So, um, yeah, can you just tell us about what it was like back in the 90s? And if you think that maybe we're coming around back to that now. I think when I got started, that wouldn't have been possible for someone, say, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Back then, there were a lot more newspapers. There were a lot more print magazines. It was just, and photographers are easier ways to get in and just, you could work in an agency, you know, filing slides. I knew lots of people. My first boss had a a classics degree from NYU. She didn't even have a photography degree. But then things got a little, as we moved away from film and as, media started slowly dying off, it became harder and harder to get those sort of jobs without a degree and without connections. But I feel that now with the advent of like social media, Instagram, now there are so many photographers that I work with and that I know who never went to art school, who just have been teaching themselves. And it's come back the other way. I don't know if people can get a job at a magazine. I know that without a connection or, you know, some college internship, 
I think that'd be very, very hard now. I don't know if that's even possible. Mm-hmm. Just the way the system is set up and, you know, a lot of internships barely pay. And the only people you either take these internships, you know, for the experience, but you're not making a lot of money or your parents support you or you're willing to starve. Yeah, that, I was going to say, you mentioned system. I really hate the system. Not to raise my fist against the system, but I just feel like it's not really fair that most of these job requirements are like, you must have a four-year degree. You must have five years experience. Some people just don't have that luxury. Some people can't do that. No, no. And I feel like in publishing, to be a photographer, things are different now where you really don't have to have gone to school. But if you want to work in publishing, you absolutely need to have gone to school. It's ridiculous. I I don't Mm -hmm. think it's necessary. You don't need to go to college to learn how to do Photoshop or InDesign. Yeah. I see kids on Twitter who just like crank out these incredible memes and they didn't go to, you know, SGA. When you're interviewing someone for a job or, you know, when Inc. your magazine is, do you, how much do you take into account sort of the degrees they've obtained? I don't care. More people need to be like you. <laughs> I mean, I don't care about, you know, if you've gone to college or you work, I, you know, like we have a test. If you can do it, great. I just want to see the work. I'm not interested if you've gone to school for it or not. Yeah. And I I remember in high school when I was thinking about what college to go to, my counselor said to me, nobody cares what name is on that piece of paper. Like it really matter if you went to Yale or if you went to Ryder University in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, like me, like I was so focused on the name and like the clout. But now if I could do it over, I probably would have just went to community for two years and then transferred to save some money. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about college and your experience with us, Ernie. It has been a pleasure. Thanks, Ernie. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, nice seeing you. Bye, all. So, Christina, what did you take from that conversation? My main takeaway from our conversation with Ernie is that you probably don't need a college degree these days, especially if you are going to be in the media entertainment space. There's just so much innovation now. People are creating their own careers on social media without having to go through traditional schooling. So I'm really glad that the younger generations are creating opportunities for themselves. And hopefully they're a little smarter than us and they don't have to spend so much money on school. (laughs) How about you? What did you take away? I don't know if I would go as far as to say the takeaway is absolutely don't. But I think the takeaway is that you can make it without a four-year degree. As she said, it can be difficult. You know, in some jobs, they almost require it. So certainly something to keep in mind. But I think the takeaway that I have is that you can learn a lot of skills on your own. So whether you have a degree or not, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do to kind of get ahead. Yes, definitely. And as she said, she's talking to photographers all the time who are self-taught. So I guess that's what I'm taking away from it. This week, I'm keeping tabs on a holiday. The holiday is Hispanic Heritage Month. It's also called Latinx Month. And this will be September 15th to October 15th. And I was wondering why did they choose to start Hispanic Heritage Month in the middle of the month. And I learned that September 15th was purposely selected as the beginning of Hispanic Heritage Month because it marks the Independence Day for five Latin American countries. So September 15th is a significant day. And yeah, I just want everybody to keep top of mind our Latinx brothers and sisters and just, you know, make sure that we are not appropriating culture, but we're appreciating culture. So that's my keeping tabs. Are you listening to some J Balvin and yes, you know, I got to have my little Latin playlist. I'm trying to, you know, be cultured, be more international. <laughs> what about you? What are you keeping tabs on? Um, so I have a totally different keeping tabs. One of my favorite Twitter accounts is this woman named Diane Daniel Valcroz. She's the daughter of the 
publisher of this French magazine called Cahier du Cinéma, but she publishes a lot of stills from old movies mm -hmm. and, you know, stills from behind the scenes with a lot of famous movies. Um, and it's just a pleasure to scroll through. I love when I see it on my feed, it sort of breaks up like all the news about global warming and the pandemic. Um, so I highly recommend following it. Great. That sounds awesome. Thanks for listening to Hit the Ground Running. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and recommend the show to a colleague or a friend or a colleague who is a friend. Also, if you have a few minutes, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're a new show and your review helps others find us. Or you can send us an email at podcast at fastcompany.com to let us know your thoughts and tell us if you have a question or an issue you'd like us to tackle on the show. Hit the Ground Running is produced by Franz Bowen with help from Blake Odom and with editorial oversight from Kate Davis.